You're listening to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, brought to you by Phil Better Inc. If you want to take your podcast to the next level, make sure you book your free 15-minute call with Phil Better, the podcast mogul, at www.philbetterinc.com. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, Phil Better, the podcast mogul, and today I have a very special guest with me, Kyle Slaymaker. He already sounds like a badass just with his name, Kyle Please give yourself a short introduction to my audience so that they know how badass you really are. Yeah, well, uh, you know, Kyle Slaymaker, founder and owner of the Slaymaker Method, globally recognized sales strategy firm uh, based out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, in the good old United States, in the heart of Amish country. Uh, Iraqi war veteran. That's it. That's me in a nutshell. So I am pretty badass. I appreciate that. <laughs> Look, you, you, not only are you a worldwide recognized uh, sales strategist, you got a number one book on Amazon, and you're, uh, you're a vet. So my hat's off to you on each one of those, but specifically the vet, because I do love my grandparents <laughs> fought in the Second World War. I have a huge respect for all people who are willing to go out there and put their lives on the line so that I don't have to. <laughs> I, yeah, I think the, uh, my veteran status is the only thing about me that I don't find surprising. <laughs> Still, to me, it's like it's like that's, that's totally normal. But everything else, I'm like, I can't believe I'm here. Right? No, that. And but that's what's so great about being an entrepreneur. You you end up getting these extra accolades on that you never thought you would have, or you end up landing a client that you never knew you would have. Like I just landed a huge client, my biggest client to date, and I was like, oh my god, so nervous the whole time. But I was trying to keep. Oh cool. yeah. So uh, yeah, no, I I get it. The the it, it's just a mind fuck, pretty much. <laughs> It is. It, it it really is. I as long as you drop the f bomb, that, that means we're gonna have some fun. Yeah, I, I, can, no, no. I can. I only have one. I can hard be rule. myself. Yeah, one hard rule: no C. Uh, the hard C is the one thing that I don't don't allow. Unless you're Aussie <laughs> or British or Irish, uh, can't really uh, stop you I, then. So I don't. I don't think I I fall in any of those categories. Actually, I think I might fall into the Irish category. But you don't have to worry. I have a wife, and she's upstairs, and she'll she <laughs> she'll will come hear out it like of a nowhere. hawk. Yeah, she'll be like, what did you just say? Uh, it's him. He said it, not me. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the guy on the screen. Yeah, blame him. Um, Kyle, uh, first of all, thank you so much for being a guest on the, the show. I, I'm glad we connected. We've connected a while on Facebook, and uh, you reached out to me when you saw one of my other amazing podcasts that I do, because I have too many podcasts to even have a life. Uh, <laughs> but I wanted you on this podcast specifically because you're an entrepreneur, you're recognized all over the world, and your, your group is one of, the, one of the most positive places I've been in, and I'm part of a lot of entrepreneur groups. So um, thank you for that. Um, let's start with uh, what got you started being an entrepreneur? <sighs> Man. That's that's quite the story. Um, part necessity, part let's see if I can do it. And I was also kind of nudging my wife to to go into entrepreneurship because I knew she was just absolutely incredible at what she does. Um, and I was hoping that if she saw me take that leap, she would also take that leap. Um, and then we'll just say magic happened, I guess. <laughs> you know, to, to quote the old... Uh, the old uh, cribs that, that you and I probably used to watch on uh, on MTV. This is where the magic happens. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the, 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 every every house, every house. This is where the magic happens. The kitchen. This is where the magic happens. All that. <laughs> um, so, you jumped into it. Did you have any previous like 
were you always entrepreneurial when you were younger, like starting small businesses or starting side hustles? Or was this a something completely new going from a nine to five to doing your own thing? Uh, well, another another good question. Well, you're, you're hitting them hard right out of the gate. Oh, though. yeah, that's what I like. Um, get them hard, get them loose, and then the easy questions <laughs> comes later. Uh, so, yes and no. Um, I, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, right? I always wanted to have that, you know, now, now global dream, right? It's not just the American dream of, of finding success as an entrepreneur. Um, it's, it's, it's something that everybody, almost everybody wants all over the world. Uh, but I never really had any true focus or knew how I was going to do it. Like when I was 15, I was, I, I was going to do it by being a stand up comedian that worked horrifically, <laughs> Her, horrifically. Right? I, I did like, like two stand up sets in the first one. My mom came up to me after it and she was like i will never ever go see you ever again you are disgusting don't ever talk like that wow <laughs> and i'm like eh, i probably did my job then right <laughs> <laughs> i hit um, something i got emotion ex exactly uh and then when i was in the navy you know i kind of just i shied away from it because you didn't have a choice of, of being an entrepreneur <laughs> there was the navy and that was it yeah. um came back and I got the bright idea to start an event planning business that lasted all but about three seconds. Um, that was, you know, one of my other many failures. Honest and people don't like big events. Eh? It, I, I don't, you know, I, I, I look back at some of the choices I've made in my life and I, I feel like I've made very few correct ones, but I've learned the most from the ones that were the wrong choices. So my, uh, my event planning company was definitely a learning experience. <laughs> Yeah, and this is what I've been finding with uh, the interviews I've been doing with entrepreneurs. And I started pretty much this podcast because I didn't know how to be an entrepreneur. Like I've been, an, my parents are nine to fivers. I've surrounded myself with nine to fivers. So being like one of those people who take that giant risk and quits the nine to five goes goes ham into the entrepreneur world. I never had anybody around me, so I started this podcast specifically to learn from experts like yourself, uh, entrepreneurs who are further along in the game than I am. <laughs> Um, and I always get a chuckle when I say, like, experts like yourself to my guests because they're like, no, nah, I'm not an expert. I just know how to yeah. fail really well. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting you say that, right? Because one of my um, – we'll, we'll call her a, a de facto client. Uh, her, she's my, my photographer slash videographer. Uh, she records all my YouTube content. She's just phenomenal. Um, and we were talking yesterday or two days ago, and – I don't know what she said, but I just looked at it. I was like, look, you should know by now I am just flying by the seat of my pants. Right? Like I, every time I think, all right, I've got it handled. Everything's good. We're going to maintain this pace. And then it's just like, boom, takes off like a rocket. And you're like, what do, <laughs> what I, do I do, I do now? <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, if, if you want to call me an expert, anybody that knows me, my ego is huge. Right. So feel free. Feel free to call me an expert. Well, I won't I won't say no. One thing I've noticed with entrepreneurs and podcasters, because they're both in the same kind of boat, they all have narcissistic tendencies. Oh, and yeah. so, yeah, so it's not surprising that the ego is huge. My ego is huge as well, like just getting the, the, getting the clients and that from that. I'm like, oh, I can do it. And then you're like, okay, what do I do now <laughs> that I have the it's, client? That's such an important part of entrepreneurship too, right? And And it's not even just like, like service provider and client based, right? It's, it's anything in customer, right? So if you're like, like in the service industry, kind of like I am, if you're in consulting, I hate saying consulting. It's a dirty um, word now. It's I'm an it, entrepreneur. It is. it is. Yeah. Consulting, coaching. It's like, okay. 
Um, but when you land that first client, no matter how big or how small, that first paying client, you're like, oh my gosh, there's something to this. Mm -hmm. I really can do this. This is amazing. I believe my Labrador is probably in the background slurping up water right I, I now. I love dogs, so it's quite all right. I, I miss having she's, my dogs. She's so fat. <laughs> they, she's, tend, they tend to get that big. She well that that's you'll love this story if you love dogs. I um I got her good lord. <laughs> I I got her there was the, all these big floods down in Mississippi years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh and I rescued her from these floods when she was like 10 weeks old. And the, good lord. <laughs> and the um there you can kind of see her fat yeah. ass walking in the background. Um and they 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 said, "Oh, she won't get more than 70 pounds, you know, maybe 80. She's a lab, right?" We took her to the vet the other week, and the vet is like, "Okay, so we're gonna get her down to a hundred first, <laughs> and then and then we're gonna we're gonna go further." And I'm like, "Wow, I'm a terrible dog owner." And now I feel horrible because they're like, "If if she eats any human food, you have to subtract it from from her real food." Oh god, this dog hasn't eaten any dog food in God knows how long <laughs> since right? you got her, pretty much. <laughs> I found uh, she's got like this little buffet stash like right underneath me that I just found today. Smart dog, <sighs> smart dog. She is oh, very intelligent. Yeah, labs are the dangerous ones because they're so smart. I had a I had a golden lab and a golden retriever, so I know how smart and dangerous they are. Uh, miss uh, the dogs. Um, yeah. So I want to touch on something that I'm looking here. I would. I'm looking at it saying uh, one of the questions I, I asked you was like, what would you consider your favorite failure? And you put selling water softeners. I need a bit more on that. I started selling water softeners. I, f I figured it was time to expand my career into, you know, selling something else at the time. And uh, the first thing I discovered is I hate water softeners. Surprising. The second, uh, yeah, I, I know. Can you believe it? Like, and, and the people that were there, like it was a small family-owned business. I still to this day love everybody there. They're all good. It's just, it was not a fit for me, right? Yeah. Um, but I realized if I don't like what I sell, if I don't believe and have that passion in the product that I'm, I'm working with, I'm not going to do shit. <laughs> right. And, and, and that's, that's one of the first things I tell people, right. When I'm, when I'm working with teams or I'm working with individuals and they're like, I know I can sell. I just, I can't sell this product. Well, tell me about it. And they'll describe it to me. And it it's like, they're describing, a lethal injection. Jeez. Right? They're just like, well, and then it does this, and then it fixes this problem. And you're like, what? of course you're not selling. Nobody wants to buy from that. You don't like what you're selling. Go find something else to sell. Believe believe in what you're doing. That was easily one of the biggest moments in my career. Easily. Best yeah, failures. I, I, I found that out, too, when, like, last year COVID hit. I was like, okay, I'm going to get into the entrepreneur world. So I started delving into trying to figure out, do, the, like, the affiliate marketing, you know, the drop shipping, trying all these amazing things that people are getting rich off of. And then it's like, yeah, I don't care about any oh, of this. Oh, I, lo I, I love, I love the, I made so much money doing this. I, I made so much. We've, we've even got coaches for coaches now. We've got consultants for consultants. Consultant, yeah. It's just like, come on. You see those Facebook videos of like these like ten year old kids driving Lamborghinis and they get out and they're like, Your business sucks and you're like, Okay, we get it. <laughs> okay, ten year old, you bought someone's course, you're reselling the course <laughs> exactly. pretty much, and that's how you made your money. Never ends. 
never ends. It's, it's an interesting world we live in now. Yeah, and I feel this is kind of like the dot-com bubble all over again, except it's the, the Facebook bubble, if you will, and they're, they're permeating into LinkedIn now. And uh... that's, that's actually a way I never, I never thought of it, but I think you're absolutely right. The, the only reason I thought like that was because I moderate a group of uh, investors, beginning investors in the stock market, and in the mod chat we have, we're talking about like the crypto craze going on right now and everybody wanting to get in on that. And we know the bubble's bursting because last year there was a flood of fake money, if you will, free money into the market. So everything was going up. Everybody was selling something. And we know yeah. the correction's coming. As soon as the world reopens and everything gets back to normal, like by next year, it's going to be a, another crash or something like that. The dot-com boom is done. So, Yeah, I... I, I learned real that maybe maybe that's my second uh, biggest failure was trying to to do my own investing. <laughs> the, the one like I have zero knowledge in investing. Like the only reason I'm I got into this group was because I'm like I'll do your podcast and they're like sure. So like now I just host a podcast. I don't like my investments come from my nine to five. Uh, they have a resop where it's like buy into the company. So I have bank stocks because I I work for a bank and I'm like. That's that's all I know. Like, yeah. that's my investing. So, and then they're like, "Yeah, you want to go ETFs and specifically this ETF and stay away from crypto." And I'm like, "Cool." So, any money I get, I'm just like throwing it into. <laughs> I don't know what it I, is, but I'm like, <laughs> I I don't know what gets into me sometimes. I I, I keep thinking I can like I, I I've got uh, one of my financial advisor people who's in my network. She is she's awesome, <laughs> awesome. I mean, she's incredible, um, but. I, I get like, I don't want to say beer goggles, but we'll call them like, like, love like money glasses. goggles. We got some glove, <laughs> yeah. love glasses on. Yeah, Do dollar love glasses. Um, and I'm just like, oh, that's a cool name. That's probably what I should invest in. That sounds like a great way to make my <laughs> uh... invest my money. Click, <laughs> and then I'm like, the next morning I'm like, ah. That didn't Wrong go as again. well as I planned. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, I just had another great guest on, Andrew Logan, who um, is into network marketing and built his business that way. And he tried to get into investing as well. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to invest this. And he, he made he tells the story about how he put in an extra zero. Too many. <laughs> Luckily, 14 hours later, because he had to fly back to Australia after the conference, right? It ended up paying off. And being good. Oh, that's incredible. However, that's, that that's lucky. <laughs> the next seventy-two hours, he lost it all because <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I can do this!" Da 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 da. He's throwing exactly. caution to the wind, and luckily, he, he says he broke even at the end of the week. But he's like, "Yeah, now I just stick to the simple, plain stuff. I don't try to be complicated." It's it's so interesting. Like, I I listen to um, I mean, I, I doubt he'd be upset if. If I promoted his podcast, maybe you would. No, no, no. no. Uh, I, I love the, anything that's educational is is allowed on my podcast. Well, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Tim Ferriss show. I am a huge fan. You got this book? Is it the four? Oh, you got. Oh, I got the tools of the Titan. The four hours I wanted Tim to pick Ferris. it up. He's a genius. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's, he's one of my awesome. uh, top guests. I want. He's like on my dream for this because he oh, kind of man. inspired this one. He's he is awesome. Awesome, and and his guest, I think it was, oh, it was a it was an older episode, I think, with one of the the Koch brothers, Coke brother. 
Coach Brothers or something like that. One of exactly. One of the really rich um, people. <laughs> and yeah, and, and it, his his philosophy on investing was just so awesome to me. And and that's the thing about the guests that Tim has on. Like, <laughs> there we go. My edit list uh, growing as it goes. People are wondering, what are you editing out? A lot that's not supposed to be uh, on air because we have to protect ourselves. Uh, We're gonna for have legal fun. Reasons. But, but but yeah, Tim Tim Ferris. I mean, the, the one episode that, and honestly, you're, you know, I promise you, you'll want to use this. Um, the episode of his that just completely changed my life and my my entrepreneurial life um was the episode with mcconaughey uh where matthew mcconaughey was reading uh, an excerpt from green lights his his book and and i was like oh my god this is this is incredible i've already been a fan of matthew mcconaughey he's he's an awesome awesome person right yeah you you, like you, you listen to him talk and you're just like oh that's that's Matt. Right? I can go have a beer with him. <laughs> exactly. Um, and and I went out. I ran out the next day, and I got I got green lights, and and I just that that book has just been astounding. It and so that that episode was probably the the second biggest um, podcast that ever changed my life. I like that. Hopefully, someone yeah. will say that about my podcast one day. I would that would be the uh. hugest honor. Maybe it'll be that's, this episode. Something you say will that's change. That's all we life. can. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's all we can all we can hope for, really. You know, I mean, I don't get me wrong. As an entrepreneur, I want to make money, of right? Course. But I, I like giving back. I, I like being able to take what has been so good to me in my career and help teach it to other people. Oh, and yeah. I love seeing them succeed. Um, I, that's what's really funny is I had a, an earlier episode with uh, my good friend Mick, who uh, who runs the Scene, Scene Snob Network earlier today and his thing was like i want to give back i only like i i don't want i want everybody to succeed like if you're passionate about what you do i want you to succeed and it's like yeah i that's the same thing for me i want everybody to succeed because there's enough food for everybody yeah i'm a huge huge believer in there's enough success to go around (laughs) there 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 really is there's seven we're Um, no longer like we're a global community now we're not just this is the usa that's canada that's all you can sell to no we can sell all around the world thanks to Amazon now. The the moment that that really kind of led me down this this entrepreneurial path, and I don't know what that noise was. Um, this it was kind of <sighs> I'll never forget it. So it's it's what really got me into podcasting, Ooh, yeah. right? It's it's what started really everything for me, um, and I, I guess. You know, depending on your crowd, potential trigger warning, right? Um, My little brother passed away, um, I want to say, either two or three years now. I'm trying, I always try to just kind of block it. Yeah, I know, I I understand. And um, sending my condolences, it may be late, but thank you. No, it's it's never easy. Um, It was uh, was a really hard death. It was very un, not that any death is really planned, right? But, it, it, it's easier when Unexpected. it's like a 95-year-old grandparent versus yeah. someone who's still in the prime of their life. Yeah, you're like, okay, the last story you told me was of, of you hanging out with, with Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, you and Jesus on the bronchiosaurus. Exactly. Um, so I, I, was, I was having a really tough time, uh, a really, really, really hard time. 
And I was driving down the road and I listened to this, this Ted talk that was on the, the Ted podcast. And it was all about, it just happened to come on randomly. Um, I don't even know how I would. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and it was about this woman who lost her husband at a young age. And um, it was just, you don't ever move on from grief. You move forward with grief. And, and it was so powerful to me that I, I pulled over in the middle of my work day, the middle of my sales day. And I just bawled for like a half an hour, just like sob on the, in, like the, the shoulder of the highway. I'm like, please God, don't let a cop come. This is going to be horrifically. <laughs> Snots like, all over your face. Cops. Like, ex- are you yeah. Okay? yeah excuse me, grown man. What are you doing? I'm like, um, uh, and that kind of, it, it was really cathartic. It really helped. Uh, and then that just sent me down on this, this path where I somehow discovered these, awesome podcast the first of which was tim ferris and and I, it's it's incredible the content that is out there so i mean the the likelihood of you actually changing somebody's life is so high mm-hmm. it, it is so so high i i've had people on my podcast i don't even really do anymore um when then i get a viewer message or a listener message they're like wow that was incredible this, this inspired me so much i was like I don't even try to do this yet. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it just happens. <laughs> exactly. It uh, does. Yeah, no. Um, I, I, I've had a few of those with different podcasts. Like, for me, what really got me into podcasting was Kevin Smith's uh, Smodverse. Oh. I, I'm a huge <laughs> Kevin Smith fan. I, I literally have a Funko Pop of Kevin Smith. That's how much I love this man. Have you, have you been to Red Bank? I have not. Oh, man, it's like three hours from me. So here's the thing. Like I, I've, I want to go to the secret stash. I literally was talking with Mick, who is from New Jersey, and actually served uh, him some drinks at a, a function in L.A. Uh, no, at Full, full Sail. He, so Kevin Smith did a talk at Full Sail. He went to Full. He was going to Full Sail, and he um, he served him a drink, but he told him off because he talked too much. Because it was supposed to be a three-hour talk, and it ended up being like fourteen hours. But it's like, it's Kevin Smith. Like, I'm going to sit. Like, I've watched every, like, special of Kevin Smith that there is because it's oh, he's he's so inspiring. So it was his podcast and another, an Australian guy named uh, Mr. Sunday Movies who he, he does uh, movie reviews with his buddy James uh, Meso, actually. Sorry, Meso. And it's called The Weekly Planet. It's a great, it's two buddies just ripping on each other about movies and all this, it's and it's it's just pure fun. There's nothing but fun, and so that's what my first podcast was about. Like I'm going to do it on movies because it's easy. Everyone has a movie Ex- podcast. Exactly. Oh, everyone. I, I just added like a movie review Friday on my YouTube channel, right? Where every but I I, I still make it content like like Real, targeted, relevant, right? Yeah. It, it's all sales movies, and, and it's so far it's a blast. It's fun. So Who doesn't we'll, love movies? We'll see how it goes. Exactly. Exactly. And, they're, and they're always coming Hor- out. Horrible people. Horrible, horrible people, people don't like movies. movies. Um, oh, man. W- w- with everything you've gone through, what would you say is one of your favorite lessons or a particular lesson you learned, either from your success or from the failures? The... Oh, man. Yeah, no, I don't do easy questions, apparently. This... I kind of, I kind of like had an idea you were going to ask this, but I, I was yeah, like, was in the pre-interview questions. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was trying. Uh, listen, I was trying to be like, like this was totally un- unplanned. Well, off didn't cop. No, plan no, this no, out. no, Phil's that good, right? No, no. I'm, I'm, I, I learned from Tim Ferriss <laughs> in this book. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So, man, that again, I, I really just I wish I knew exactly how to pinpoint that. So, as far as the the greatest lesson, obviously, I touched on you know have passion about what you're doing. If you don't have passion, get the hell out of whatever it is you're doing. Just life is too short. Go do what you want to do. I, I can tell you. Okay, be flexible. Right, that is probably going to be the best piece of advice I can give any either entrepreneur or future entrepreneur. And right, like you touched on, this is twenty twenty one. If anybody has had so much as a thought of uh, of being an entrepreneur, they're out there calling themselves an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? And if anybody's ever had a job, they're out there saying that they know everything there is to know about business. Um, but I I got into this field completely accidentally and I, I detail it in my in my book um, and it's I, I never planned on being in sales ever ever and I never planned on making a living in sales long term uh, I just I had this dead end job I mean, and I was miserable miserable I hated it it was awful I feel you um, I feel I think oh. 95% of the population feels you on that one I, I was like I mean, you know, on, on paper, like from the outside looking in, you would think like, why is he complaining about that job? It sounds great. But on the inside, like 90% of us were like borderline raging alcoholics because we were just that miserable. Mm-hmm. It was like horrible shift, not not so much shift work, but it was 12 on, 12 off. It was, it was awful, awful. I, I knew a guy that would literally like go home from work and drink almost a case. Right, whether he was working the next day or not, um, and finally, my wife, we were driving down this 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 road in in Lancaster, um, and if anybody listening ever comes here, it is Lancaster, not Lancaster. Um, Lancaster. But I'm going to say Lan- it wrong. Say say already. Oh, Phil, That's you just okay. said we'll, it. And I'm we'll like, allow it. <laughs> and I was just about to. Finish. I'm like, no, I'm going to say it wrong, so I'm going to shut <laughs> up now. <laughs> we'll we'll allow it. Uh, um, so. She, I'm, I'm not bullshitting you. She literally like whipped her car into this this parking lot, and I, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, oh, what did I do? Really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, is this how it ends? <laughs> right? I was like, I'm already, I know I'm dating out of my league. There's, there's no, this is how she just leave me on the side of the road. She's finally Shit. come to a realization. <laughs> the love potion's yeah. off. I'm done. <laughs> I, I always said my wife is the greatest sale I ever made. <laughs> always, um, and it, it was a car dealership. And she goes, go inside. I was like, why the hell would I go inside a car dealership? She's like, it says they're hiring. I don't care what the position is. you got to get out of this job. I can't do it. I'm going to leave you. Go inside. And I'm like, oh. Well, I have no choice yeah. now. <laughs> happy happy Tuesday to me, right? Um, so I, I go inside, and I said, I'm, I'm here to apply. And he said, oh, the sales position. And I'm like trying to play it cool. I'm like, ah. Yeah, that, that one. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Look at me. How would I not be here for the sales <laughs> position? Right? And uh, they interviewed me on the spot. And I was like, okay. And, and it was so so cliche. Like the one sales manager gave me like the, the wolf of Wall Street, sell me this pen. I was like, Get the, come on. I didn't have to sell him a pen. I didn't have to sell anything. I'm sitting here thinking, why do you want me to sell you a pen? You have a pen right in front of you. <laughs> right? Why do you need more? <laughs> Exactly. Like, come on. Uh, but they ended up hiring me on the spot. And and they said, when can you start? And I said, 
I, I, I literally looked at her and I said, look, this is this is your poor decision, not mine. <laughs> right? I said <laughs> exactly what I said. I said, I said, if you want me, I'll start tomorrow. And he's like, all right, you start tomorrow. Come back. And I get in the car and I was like, uh, so I think I got to quit my other job. And she's like, I'm so, I'm so proud of you. What are you doing? I said, I'm in sales. She's like, oh, that's such a good career for you. And, and I had no idea. I, I had never sold anything. I had no clue. And then I got that first commission and I went, son of a bitch, I'm a salesman. <laughs> right? I said, I've always been a salesman. I'm going to be a salesman the rest of my life. Uh, and then, and then life took me here. Now I'm, I'm, I'm teaching people to sell. I'm, I'm going into companies and corporations and I'm reworking their entire sales strategy. And it's just, I wanted to be a lawyer, <laughs> right? I did. I did. So I wanted to be a lawyer for the longest time. In fact, so much so Phil that before I started my company, even while I was in sales, I still wanted to be a lawyer and I was going to school to work towards a law degree. And I, I started this company, and it hit. It was like the aha moment, right? the epiphany. I, I listened to what uh, one of my customers said, and it's one of my very first customers. And I just I, I sat there in my car after it, and I just went, I don't want to be a lawyer. This is it. I said, I'm loving what I do. I, I look forward to going to work every day. This is great. So be flexible. If if you think that you you know what you want to do, odds are you don't. It 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 just it just happens out of nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah, no. It it, it hit me out of nowhere as well. I was like when I was trying to be an entrepreneur, no idea. I'm like, look, I know how to podcast. I might as well make a podcast for entrepreneurs. And then little the first episode I record is with Donnie Bovin from Texas, the badass champion of networking. And he's like, you should be doing this. And I'm like, like, yeah, I didn't know I could make money. And then all of a sudden I just look online. I see so many people saying I can help you podcast. I'm like, no, you can't. Your your podcast is a year old. What do you know about podcasting? (laughs) It's, it's so, it's so interesting. It it really is the the whole entrepreneurial world. it, It takes such a, an odd personality, mm-hmm. right? It's, I mean, and sales takes, uh, you can't even describe the Look, right my, personality My father sales. worked in life insurance. Well, financial, he Ooh, was a financial ouch. advisor, except he worked with millionaires and billionaires and big guys like that. So they were buying insurance to offset the, the, um, the taxes when they die. So the, mm-hmm. their estate, the estate tax. So their estate wouldn't be touched. The insurance policy would just cover all that. So he, he, the clients were already willing to buy it. It wasn't like going to mom and dad down the street trying to sell them insurance. It was like, look, I'm going to save your money for your, your estate. That's what I'm doing. And he was an amazing Man. salesman. But I, Let me tell you what. I've, I've had some interesting sales that I've made, both, both in my current, current role and when I was actively selling other products. I mean, holy Lord. It... Yeah, there's there's all those jokes you go around. Like, you know, if, if you show a picture of a 29-year-old in sales, he'll look like a 79-year-old in the normal life. Yeah. And, I mean, whew, I've, I've done cold calling. I've done door-to-door. I, you name it, I've done it, man. It's, I've, I've got stories. It's, 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 it's insane. It's an insane world. You have to be, first of all, you have to have thick skin because you're going to get the nose. The nose are out of the place. And you also have to be ready just to keep moving by. But... 
when you're moving past any of the the uh, the the negatives, the no's, or anything like that, you need to know how to anticipate that no and answer that no's actual question because it's not a no; it's I don't know. And so every it's like, every objection is an opportunity. Yeah, that's all it is. And if you, as long as you're not pushy and you're working with the person for them to understand, then the sales that that sale will lead to at least two more sales. Exactly. Ex- exactly. I mean, it's it's that's that's kind of a, a turning point for me. Um, and and this is this story you can edit out if you want, but I, oh, that's um, in. Only bad things get edited out. Good things like this stay in. Uh, Oh, you're, I'm t- you're at, this is going to be the longest episode you do, Phil. Highly doubt it. <laughs> if it um, goes over uh, 90 minutes, then yes. <laughs> so this, is, this was such a big moment in my sales career. Um, and it happened very, very, very early. I was, it was at the very same car dealership, right? My first, sale, first sales job. Um, and I, I literally get emotional every time I hear this story. I was sitting there. Um, I can say sitting there because now they can't fire me when I say I was sitting down, not actively trying to get customers, right? I'm just like, I don't care. Fire, what are um, you going to do? Cut, cut my commission? I haven't worked for you in years. Yeah, yeah what are you going to do? Not buy my book? <laughs> you lose. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and this, this sweet little old lady came hobbling through the door. Um, and she was joined, she's behind her. She had a cane. Uh, and behind her was her, this, you know, older couple, but younger than her. And the couple turned out to be her daughter and her son-in-law who were there with her. And I, I help her over to the de- a desk. Not any, We didn't have our own desk. We just picked one. And I'm asking her the, you know, the obligatory questions. Well, what are you looking for in a car? What brings you out today? And I was the just doing what I thought. Car exactly. salesman. Exactly. Um, and she's answering the questions. And she's just, I mean... It looked like somebody just kicked her puppy in front of her, right? She just looked so sad. Just, yeah, no, I'd like something safe. And, um, there we go. Is that better? Yep. Beautiful. I wonder why it does that. It's only StreamYard this happens to me, but it's uh, every time. Um, but anyway, so I, I stop the questioning and I say, you know, ma'am, I, I kind of get the feeling that you're not having fun, right? Because I was very observant. Like, you see the old lady that was like, this is the worst thing I've ever had to do. Yeah, I'm like, she's like, I, I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, you don't look happy. <laughs> um, and she says, well, I, you know, I'm I'm not really thrilled about buying a car, having to buy a car. And I said, okay. I said, I, I, I have to be honest. I said, that, this, that's not something somebody says to me right and i said i'm still pretty new but i'm you know what's what's going on and she said my husband was killed in a car accident two weeks ago Whew. and and i'm like oh well this night went to shit real quick <laughs> right <laughs> right and, well, and i'm and just I gonna could... bye <laughs> yeah yeah i was like man i can't catch a break um and i could see the pain in her eyes and i was just oh my gosh this is awful awful and uh she says he he was killed in in our only car i'm like ah challenge upon challenge yeah i'm like i'm like well thank god you're here right yeah thank thank god i get you car to save your life for when you crash 
the green around the gill salesman, right? No idea what I was doing. Just I, I was basically like memorized a script and was kind of selling that way. Um, and and I just looked at her and I said, look. And internally, I, I made a decision that I, I wasn't going to push to sale. be that salesman, yeah. right? Yeah, the pushy salesman that was going to you know basically say what every other salesman says, um, because at that point. I didn't give a shit about the sale, mm-hmm. uh, right? I stopped. I, I didn't care. I didn't care about the commission. I didn't give a shit. Uh, and I said, listen, this is the car I recommend for you based on what you told me in these questions. And I said, I'm not going to put you through a test drive unless you absolutely want to test drive the vehicle. But it it sounds like you've you've had enough to deal with and you just kind of want this process to move forward. And she says, yeah, yeah, I do. And I said, okay. I said, give me a minute. And I stand up, and I walk into my sales manager's office, and I said, I need you to trust me. He says, what do you mean? And I said, I explained the situation, and I said, I, I need you to give this to her at cost. And I said, I can't, I can't make that, that decision. Mm-hmm. I don't have that power. I said, if you want to scream at me, fine. If you want to fire me, fine. But... I I can't go out at full price for it with her. I, I'm not going to put this woman through through the negotiation process, right? And he says, I understand. And he's he was an awesome guy, awesome sales manager. And he bl- blew the car out, which is you know offering it at cost. Dealership basically you know lost money. We paid for the shipping. <laughs> um, and I walked back out and I put the deal sheet face down so she couldn't see it. And I said. Before I turn this over, I want to tell you that I am so genuinely sorry for the pain that you have gone through in the past couple of weeks, and I wish you would be in here buying a car for me under any other circumstance, because I can genuinely see how heartbroken you are, and I am so sorry. And I said, I am not going to make you go through the negotiation process. And I said, I turned the paper over, and I said... Here's the full price of the car, like we discussed. And I said, this number down here is what we paid for the car, and that's what I'm going to charge you. If you want to buy the car, I will sell it to you for what we got it for. And she just started to cry. And her daughter is behind her and her son-in-law, and they're just you know silent the whole time. And she says, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. And... Again, I didn't even care. I didn't care that I just sold a car. I I didn't care. I I just, I was happy to be able to take at least some sort of stress off this poor woman's face, right? Um, and her daughter and her son-in-law helped her back out to the vehicle they came in because the car would be ready the next day. And the daughter and son walked and son-in-law walked in, and said, "Sir, you treated my mother." better than I think I've ever seen somebody treat her in my entire life. And she said, I would have never expected to get that from a car salesman. And she says, I want you to do me a favor. We're both in the market for new cars. I want you to have two more ready. And we'll do all the paperwork tomorrow. Top tier, full price. We don't want discounts. We're just so thankful to that for how you treated your our, our mother. Um, and I said... You don't have to do that. Right? I don't want you to feel obligated. I didn't do it because I wanted a sale. I just 
You wanted she to needed help a someone. win. Some, you, yeah. If someone was in need, you're a human being, you're helping out a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they insisted, and, you know, they didn't have to twist my arm that much. <laughs> <laughs> right? You, you I, sure? I mean, yeah, I, okay, I, hold on. <laughs> you don't have to. I want to. Got it. I'm on it. Done. Um, <laughs> and, and that was a big moment for me because, one, I saw that I could break that stigma that's around sales. And two, I saw that when you are just, when you put your customer before your commission, which not many people do. I mean, even still today, there's so many people that are looking at the commission <laughs> instead of the customer. Um, I made such an impact on her that I, I'd still be sitting here telling the story today, even if they didn't buy two other fully loaded ones, because it's just, it was the right thing to do, you know, and up to that point. I had always kind of shied away from saying I was in sales, and I definitely shied away from saying I was in car sales, because my God, people would look at me and be like, "Oh, you're going to sell me a car that's wheels going to fall off halfway down the street." Yeah. Um. And that's the moment that I could take pride in saying I was a salesperson. Um. So you know that's that's big. I, I don't care if you're in sales or any other industry. Put your customer first. Put your customer before your product, before your service. That's that's how you have to do it. It's true, and uh, this is uh, the story isn't echoed by another former guest, but the sentiment of putting your customer first is echoed by uh, actually the doctor of customer service, Dr. Kelly, um, who uh, teaches people how to increase their 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 profit by just having better customer service, just, just being decent. Yeah, right. It's 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 insane, and, and it's. It's, it, you know, it's, it says a lot. It, it really does say a lot about the world in general that that's that that has to really be taught, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, but you know, it, it is what it is. It's, it's it's tough. You know, everybody's out there trying to make a living. It is, and everybody, if you're helping someone, there it's going to come back. Karma. I know for a fact, karma works. I've gotten good karma. I've gotten bad karma. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> twenty twenty. If twenty twenty didn't teach us about karma, I don't know what year will. Oh man, have you did, did you watch uh, Death to Twenty Twenty yes. on Netflix? Oh man, oh man, I that was that was the best thing I've ever seen. It's so long, like that was the best way to end COVID. Like, well, COVID end Twenty Twenty. Yeah. I was like, this is great. Yeah, it, it it touched on everything we needed. It touched on all the major events and allowed us to all just to like breathe again, like understand, like we're in this together. <sighs> we can laugh again. It was so. It was. It was so needed. It was. That's why. That's why I'm so glad to see things like starting to slowly, Come back. slowly open back. It, it's. Oh, we I, they they just. I think it was Target and Costco just lifted their mask restrictions down here. We um, are. We um. We're not lifted the mask restrictions yet. However, we have dropped the vaccination to 25 and plus. So I got mine uh, yesterday, so I'm three five uh, G enabled, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah I I didn't have any side effects. There was, I mean, I had a slight craving for human flesh, yeah. but it was fine. Yeah. It was it was fine. My daughter had the biggest problem with that, but yeah, you'll learn. Um, you'll learn. <laughs> it's it, it's so it's so interesting because one of one of the the businesses that I'm involved in um, is called. Cold tour trips, and it's this it's just this world class travel package. Um, you know, they go from their their big tours in Jordan, and the price is just 
astronomically low and the stuff you get is just insane and they've been waiting and waiting and waiting to finally be able to really launch and it's it's just awesome to see the resilience of these these people that want to be entrepreneurs and they just dig their feet in and they say nothing's going to stop me from my dream i'm going to get out there and i'm going to take it you know and i just i just happen to get lucky and say the right thing one day yeah <laughs> well it, it not only get lucky you help like it, your first thing you learned well not you learned but a lesson you learned was like helping your a customer who was in pain get through yeah. something that's usually a pain in the ass to get done because we've all oh. bought a car from those salesmen and it's like oh i when yeah. i bought my first you're car, like come on yeah i bought my first car my dad came with me because he didn't want me to get screwed the salesman <laughs> didn't even talk to me he talked to my dad and my dad's like i'm not buying the car it's him talk to him and at that point i'm like thank you goodbye and we walked out, walked down the street pretty much to uh, the, uh, it was a Honda dealership where I had gotten my previous car. You know, like my dad had been going there for a while and trusted the place. And I'm like, no, I don't like, the guy didn't even talk to me. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm a 20 year old, but still like, I'm the one paying for this car. Go down to the, the Volkswagen dealership and the guy's like, who's buying? You are? Okay, come with me. And it was like, my dad was forgotten about and he took me through everything. And it was like, man, I, yes, that's, it's, I did. I learned so much in in that that industry. I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll I'll be flat out, man. I I miss it sometimes. I do. I I there there are times where I'm sitting there and I'm like, if I'm between clients or I'm taking a little bit of a of a break, which is like, the fact that I'm even able to say break is like fantastic. And even even when I say break, I'm still in there and I'm my mind is just like your okay, mind's focused that, on the work. Exactly. But, but your that would be relaxing. a good idea. Yeah, I'm just sitting there chilling, and then I'm like. That would be awesome for my viewers. This would be a great idea for a book. This is exactly what I want to do. My wife's just like, shut up and just sit still. right? But sometimes I'm like, I, I know I could go back to that dealership. I know I could. And they, they would let me sell in a, in a heartbeat. Right, and it, I'm I, one of these days I'm gonna do it just to go back and just do it one more time. You know what? That would make a great video if you get their permission to film a day in the life of a salesman, so that other people can learn some of the great techniques. That is a really good idea. Yeah, that, a lot that of, is. Like, go credit, back to your roots and like try different credit things. Credit to the podcast mogul. There we go. I, I'm always when it comes to creative content, like I'm everywhere. I'm think, just thinking everything is possible. Anything can be filmed and loved. It's, that that would be a great idea. That that really would. And it I, gets I, you, I mean, we, I had so much fun doing that. It, it, I, yeah. I mean, I have fun in sales in general. S sales is fun because you every day is a new day. It's a new challenge uh, to come to, and if you're not challenged, exactly. it's boring. Exactly. It's ah, oh, there, there's just something about it. Like, again, I I wanted to be an attorney. <laughs> I I knew I wanted to be a constitutional law attorney. I was. I was big into politics. I was I was hanging Dang, out with the governor. You, you wanted and, to go real boring into life. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I did. I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. Like, well, it's that's actually really interesting that, we, that I just brought that up. So like, my political, we'll say, career or maybe involvement is a better word, um, took off in the same way that my my professional life did, and I, I it just clicked now as we were speaking. So one day. A friend of mine took me to an event for a guy that was running for um, office. Yeah, office, <laughs> right? <laughs> some some position, um, and the guy and and after it, um, him this this guy and I struck up a conversation and we became good friends. And now he's, uh, we'll say, very high ranking politician. Um, Making those connections, after, huh? 
Whenever you yeah, need to yeah, be bailed like, out, right? Like, like exactly. <laughs> right, but completely unintentional. And next thing I know, I'm like sitting at dinner with the governor, and I'm, I'm like, what is? What, how does this happen? And then you look at my professional life, and it's it's like that age old adage: you work your ass off for years to become an overnight success. Yeah. And then when that overnight success moment happens, you're like, what the fuck? How the, what the hell's going on? Why didn't this right? happen like three years ago when I needed it? Exactly. But you take it and you run with it. And in the case of the Slaymaker method, it, it has been, I don't want to say zero to 60. I, I feel like I need to say like zero to warp speed. I, I mean, every day, no matter how big these clients are that I land, no matter how much fun I'm having, putting a book out that completely unintentionally goes to a number one bestseller. It's, it's insane. It's just, okay. I, my mind isn't, wow, that's amazing. Look at everything I've done. My mind is in that growth mindset. And I go, okay, how do I build on it? How do I go? How do I go even bigger? How do I take the next step? How do I deliver more value for my customers and my listeners? And it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy how stuff just happens like that. Yeah, no, it's it, like, the client that I just landed, he was a guest on my podcast teach because he was sharing his story about being in the entrepreneurial world for 25 years, now running a great startup uh, incubator in France, the largest rural incubator in France, or I think in the world. Awesome. And he, uh, I'm like, do you, do you have a podcast? And he's like, no, I'm like, you should, cause your story is amazing. And I'm like, let me help you get on a few podcasts. Got it. Oh I, yeah. Cause, cause I have podcasts in my network from six years. Started putting him, putting him out, sorry, uh, putting him on other podcasts. And then he reached out to me. He's like, look, we're going to be starting a a network and uh, I want your help. And I'm like, okay. And that was like a few months ago. And I'm like, cool, no problem. Touch base every once in a while. And then he, we just had the meeting uh, earlier today. He's like, okay, uh, we're going to go light speed. Let's go now. What is your price? And I'm like, I I, I don't know uh, this. (laughs) And he's like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll send you the, uh, send me the bill tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah. Well, that's that's another good point that we can we can give our viewers. I'm sure you've had other guests that have, you know, pound on this. Know your value. Yeah. Know your value and listen. Stick to that value, because if you if you can absolutely deliver the value that you think you're worth, somebody will pay it. Yeah, and it a lot a lot of people won't. A lot of people will not. Nope. But some will, and then after they do, more will. Yeah, because you have that other person behind you saying, like, you're having that credibility of that client and all the work that you've done for them and their testimonials and all that. Yeah. That just adds to it. And for me, it was it was actually I had a meeting with another uh, entrepreneur about maybe possibly getting coached by them because I, I never lived in the world of paying, like, 5Gs, 10Gs for courses or anything like that. Like, I, I come from, like, middle class, like, 5G's is like, that's a lot of money sometimes. And it's like, oh, do yeah. I, I don't do care I want... how big you get, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So I was like, always like, I'm like, and I'm I, the people I live and surround myself with, they think it's a lot of money. So like me charging that to people, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm ripping them off and that. But no, he's like, dude, most businesses, if it's not at this level, we're not even considering it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I've been looking at this all wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have to, it was so, it's, Again, another lead-in because yeah. you're awesome, Phil. Um, six years, man. A, six years. <laughs> a my my photographer, videographer. Um, 
she again we had this just the other day she she even said she's like she's like my god i i see you filming these these prospecting videos right because that's one of my things i i will film a prospecting video instead of just dialing a number you know it's covid everybody's been on the screen a while take advantage of it use it they can see my face they can see my expressions that's how i will actively prospect when i'm going after these real big name clients mm -hmm. well she sees me doing this and she even said she's like my god i'm sitting here thinking what am i doing you're going after these companies that are you know i, I don't want to mention them by name right now but we're talking like tens and tw and hundreds of billions of dollars in revenue a year right and she goes you're just blasting away for these people and i said yeah and she goes well I, I i don't know why i why i don't have that confidence and i said let me tell you why i have that confidence okay because if who i send that that tape to that that tape you would talk about just eight just dating myself that <laughs> was I, right I was there. like that's a normal thing like d d d we still talk <laughs> that, like that right <laughs> That tape. I, I have a teenage daughter, and she's like, which again, I'm 17, um, and she like, I'll say something. She's like, "What is a VHS?" Oh like, God, I will hit you, <laughs> right? I grew um, up on that. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I said, I said, you know, my life isn't gonna be different if this person doesn't get back to me. If this person doesn't get my services. You know what's going to happen? I'm still going to go home to my wife and kids. I'm still going to have my business. I'm still going to know that I'm worth it. Mm -hmm. I said, that's that's all the confidence you need. That's it. And then she also said she wishes she could work with more people whose ego was like mine. And then I was like, mm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> that's a settled dig. I don't know how I feel about uh, that one. Yeah. That's like, that's like when my doctor left me a note the other... I went to see my doctor a few weeks ago, and she... She have like a health portal app or whatever, and at, at the end of her message, she's like, "Yeah, I think these results look good, but you know, you know, maybe losing a little bit of weight might help these numbers." And and, and I, I called her. I was like, "Yeah, got it loud and clear, Doc. Thanks. <laughs> Thank, thanks for like rubbing it yeah. in my face. You know." Um, she's like, "Listen, I'm not saying you're fat, but you're close. <laughs> you're not skinny either." <laughs> oh man, I love it. Um, Let's let's uh, touch on your book for a short bit. Yeah, and then yeah. we'll uh, jump into the final uh, closing of this. What made you want to write a book? Like, was that something you've always wanted? <sighs> yeah, yes. I, I that's that's something I've wanted to do for a long, long time. And and I don't mean in in a sales aspect and a professional aspect. I just wanted to write a book. I love to write, love to write. Um, and then when I when I started doing my my blog and. And stuff like that. I was just like, oh man! And I, I'm in college, and I'm writing, and I'm just like, God, I'd really love to write a book. Uh, so, all, really, this is not the first book I've written, right? I also wrote a mafia book. Ooh. So a nonfiction. <laughs> sucks, sucks. <laughs> it's awful. It is the worst shit I've ever read, <laughs> right? Ever. <laughs> and uh, so that will never get released. Um, and and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, you know what? I've got all this stuff written. I have a about a 180-page book written, like a big release, really in-depth, big. Um, but I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, all these people keep asking me if I have, like, e-books and, and stuff like that out. And I, I was like, I can do that. Let's let's just let's do it. And I, and I wanted to do something that I could really give back, mm -hmm. right? I didn't want to make it super salesy. I didn't want to make it... 
you know, you have to close them. You've got to use, you know, contrast theory and all that other crap. Um, I wanted to just do something for the person that was thinking they wanted to get into sales. I wanted to give them something that I wish would have been told to me because it would have made my career much easier and I would have been more successful much earlier. Um, but I said, okay, let's do it. Let's just, let's just, you know, knock it out and I'll, I'll, I'll edit it. I'll put it up on Amazon and that'll be it. You know, if somebody buys it, awesome. Because I still like, I'm, I'm still at that point where I, I still can't believe the amount of success that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I still think I'm just this, you know, you know, skinny, well, formerly skinny kid from, from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, and I'm, I'm, I put it out there and I'm sitting there the next day, excuse me. And my old coach, actually one of my, he's still one of my mentors. I love the guy. Um, even though if you ask me, I'll, I'll tell you I'm better than him any day. Right. So, so in case in case he hears it, he, I know he will. I know he will. Um, but, uh, they, I, I, I actually know it wasn't him. It was, it was my best friend. Um, he, he texted me and he was like, he's like, Hey, have you checked Amazon? I was like, no, why, why the hell would I check Amazon? Right. I don't need to buy anything. And he's like, no, you might want to go check your book. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I, I pulled up my phone and it was like, I mean, I, 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 like I had to put my eyes back in my head, right? It said number one in business short reads. And I was like, my first, my first instinct was how does this, how does the biggest company in the world make a screw up that big? <laughs> right. I was like, God, who's writing this crap? Like, how, how did this happen? And then I looked down and it said you're number th- I was number three in the sales and selling category, which is a much bigger category. Holy shit. And, and I'm looking at the, at the other titles in this category, and I'm like, this can't be right. There's, there's something wrong here. And I, I pulled up the, the actual web page on my computer, and I pulled the list up, and sure enough, there I am in the number one and number three. And I'm just like, this is crazy. That's why I said I'm an accidental bestseller. Um, and now the, that just opened a, a ton of more floodgates. I've got people calling me wanting to do book signings. And I'm like, you guys are nuts. <laughs> I'm a nobody from, no, from right? Lancaster. What's going on? Right. I said, oh, I mean, it's, I, I've worked with some, I, I've, I've worked with people in companies in New Zealand and I, I mean, Australia, doing stuff all over the world. But it, it's just, it's still just mind boggling to me mind-boggling but i love it but anyway the book is called so you think you can sell what you need to know before making the jump into sales or, or something like that for the subtitle i that, that, that that's how i still can't believe it um <laughs> and and it really is it's it's geared for two for two types of people it is geared towards people that are thinking of getting into sales and it is geared towards managers and owners who are going to be wondering, who really want to know what their current salespeople are thinking. Um, all right, there we go. Um, you know, so that's that's who I wrote it for. And it's a, it's a short read. It's shouldn't take you more than a half hour to read. And it's really packed with information and advice that I wish I would have gotten. Like, kind of like the story I told today. Put the customer first. Every single time you go into a sales meeting or sales call, don't worry about your commission. 
you worry about how you're going to help that customer. And that's just one of the many things that are in my, you know, short little book. And I'm releasing a bunch more on Good. on all all steps of my process. That's, that's um, but genius. I mean, if I, I I still I still can't can't believe it. Can't believe it. Somebody's like, oh, you're a bestseller. <laughs> you you can call me that, but sure, my ego uh, can I'm handle still... it. Exactly, exactly. It's um, great. It's fantastic. People are going to see this and be like. Yeah, I can definitely see why he's in sales. <laughs> His ego's big enough for it. Um, uh, yeah. So we're we're coming up. I'm, I I want to finish up here. I have two two questions. What is yeah. a lesson you want to leave my audience with? If 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 they take away anything, what are they taking away from this episode? Yeah. All right. This is going to be deep. So everybody, everybody listening, hold on, buckle up, because I'm about to rock your world. Try. That's it. That's it. If, if, if I didn't try, I would have never started my business. If I didn't try, I would have never wrote my, my accidental bestseller. I would have never worked with some of the people and names that I've worked with. I would have never reached where I'm at in my life if I didn't try. I wouldn't have gotten my wife if I didn't try. I think that's right? every I, man's journey. I, oh, oh, man. Every, every time I wake up, I'm like... You are a terrible. Should... Yeah, I said. I said I, every time I'm like, man, this woman is a terrible judge of character. <laughs> <laughs> I, every time, I'm like, I still don't know how I did this. I, I'm a great salesperson. I love sales, but even this one confuses me. <laughs> I don't know how I sold it. I've locked it down, but I'm glad <laughs> yeah. I did. If you ask me, I'll just be like, I lied. <laughs> like most men. <laughs> she, she's like, she's like, you didn't tell me you liked wrestling. I was like, well, you didn't ask, so it's not a lie. <laughs> True. True. Exactly. Um, so the next two questions are, what is, apart from your book, what book do you recommend entrepreneurs or people trying to get into entrepreneurship should go? Oh, I, th- I listen, there's, it's, it's, if I have to pick just one, it's green lights. Green lights? With, with Matt, from Matthew McConaughey. Um, I, I mean, that, that book is a just emotional gut punch that will either get you to realize you're on the right path or you need to get on the right path. That, that book is amazing. Amazing. I, I always ask this question, not only for my audience, but more, more for me, because I love learning from successful people. And if they're reading these books, I got to read these books. So I'm glad it's, you... That's my number one. All right. I mean, it's... I mean, other than uh, So You Think You Can Sell. Yeah, of course. That's, that's <laughs> one and two right there. Uh, but another thing that I'm just starting is your favorite entrepreneur movie or movie that you feel could help entrepreneurs. Seeing as how you have a new oh, section. Man. This won't be a short answer, brother. It's all right. This won't, this won't be a short answer. All right. So um, this is going to make me sound so bad. Oh, God. I know it. I know it. We might, we might have to do two answers, and then we can figure out what you want to put in. Um Ultimately, The Wolf of Wall Street. That's a it's a great movie because there is a right? lot so, of lessons le- lessons in it. I yes 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 yes. I I have I, I read the 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 book The Wolf of Wall Street long before I watched the movie. Obviously, I read the book when it first came out. I was young. I wasn't even in sales. Um, and Jordan Belfort's story is just yeah. You want to talk about a hustler? <laughs> yeah. Right from from his you know selling water ices on the beach and seafood stuff to starting Stratton Oakmont, um, I mean the, he had 
as as we say in my lovely you know religion religious upbringing you know kinda uh chutzpah he had some serious chutzpah man i mean it's incredible now yeah jordan went down a little bit of a rocky path you know did some things i would not recommend i just want to make that clear um so you're saying quaaludes not a good idea to drive on yeah the the (laughs) quaaludes and the the fraud and embezzling i would recommend not doing i would I would say those are the things you should not do. Um, but, you know, you, you look at where Jordan is now, too, and and that's incredible. That's that's awesome because he's still selling. He's teaching to sell. I've, I've got his book on my bookshelf, The Way of the Wolf. Um, and it's it's just incredible. Incredible. It's, it's such an awesome movie. It is. Um, With so many great lessons. And, of course, Leonardo oh, DiCaprio is an amazing actor. Oh. He knocks it out of the park. So yeah. I mean, everyone in that movie, everyone from Jonah Hill, and it's, it's that's why I had to laugh because when I got in sales, The Wolf of Wall Street hadn't come out yet. So when I when my when my uh, future sales manager said, "Here, sell me this pen," I was like, "Oh, Dave, I've read the book. Come on, <laughs> I know this. But come it, on, this is this is stupid, right?" Um, but other than that, I I think I would say. The Goods. Oh, with Live, Jeremy... Uh, with Jeremy Piven. Yeah. So it's not really an entrepreneur movie, right? No. It's more of a you know funny yeah. car sales movie. But the biggest lesson in that, and I do a... I, so I recorded a review of The Goods. I recorded a review of uh, The Goods and, and Suckers. Um, and then by the end of each video, I was like, I, I can't put this on my channel. I, I can't. Right? Um, but for for The Goods... It shows how much fun you can have in business, right? So you saw the competitive streak with him and um, um, Ed Helms, you know, trying to sell the the Bandit car. Um, but you saw all these like larger than life ideas, and you just saw the team having so much fun. And that is such a huge lesson and important takeaway that you need to love what you do. You need to. You need to have fun doing what you do. You know. Yeah, no. Uh, both of them are staying in because they're both relevant and very. They're, to the they're point. fantastic. They are, and and suckers, suckers too. And if anybody wants just a really good, vulgar, you know, horrifically offensive sales movie, watch Suckers. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even to say some of the quotes. It's it's horrifically offensive. But you know what? That's the good thing about being the boss. Nobody can fire me, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. No suckers is hysterical if you've been in the car industry it's really only going to be funny if you've been in the car sales industry but it is it is hysterical Hysterical. i love movies so i'm still going to watch it and see at least half of the the jokes probably oh man i'm like you dude i I love movies i love love movies Mm. i'm gonna have you on my uh one of my other many movie podcasts on anyways phil we'll have a blast oh yeah Kyle, we're coming to the end. Uh, we use a longer episode than normal, but it's fine because these episodes are you're the slay master, uh, slay maker. Sorry, um, that's how I call it. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> you're a grouchy old man. Uh, I'll get there. I'm, I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm there. there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to jump off screen here. I'm going to give you a chance to just to tell my audience where they can find you, how they can get your book, and everything else, so that they can learn your method and become uh, the next great 
Jordan Bell, if you will. Oh, man. All right. Man, if only. Here you go. All right. So, yeah, awesome. So, very simple. Uh, all of my social media is, is going to be the same. Um, Instagram is at Slaymaker Method. I am on TikTok now, much to the chagrin of my my awesome 15-year-old daughter. Uh, that is also at The Slaymaker Method. Uh, website, www.theslaymakermethod.com. Uh, I have a Twitter. I never use it. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, other than that, you can find me on Facebook and YouTube. Both just search the Slaymaker Method. So tons of content is always put out. There's new YouTube videos every single day. So that's the best way to find me. And, of course, you can get my book, So You Think You Can Sell, available on Amazon in both ebook and paperback. Excellent. Thank you very much. Of course, links are in, in the show notes down below because I want you to connect with him and maybe he'll help you grow to the next level of your yeah. journey. Um, Kyle? Thank you again for being on the show. It was a pleasure talking with you. Um, it, so much knowledge shared and great <laughs> stories that actually resonate with me, which, of course, the, most of them do, but I really felt most of these stories that you shared with us here on the show, so I thank you again. And I want my audience to remember, invest in yourself and maybe invest in Kyle, and he'll help you. <laughs> that, definitely invest in me, but more importantly, seriously, Invest in yourself. I don't care what your career is. Just, just invest in yourself. It's, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening to the episode. I had such a great time talking with our guest. Now, I have one simple favor to ask of you. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a family member or a close friend so that they can learn from this amazing entrepreneur. I thank you so much for being a fan of the show and just being an amazing human being. And I can't wait to see you guys on the flip.